Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I had the pleasure of speaking with my colleague, Dr. Stephanie Zugrogan. And Stephanie is a chiropractor and she's also a nutritionist. She's a certified nutritionist, uh, has the same certification that I do and plus more after that. So she uh, has a lot of knowledge and experience. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. We talked about, first of all, her crazy hormone story and how that led her to do the work that she does now. And also we talk about all kinds of things relating to hormones and, and how the body deals with stress and, you know, creates hormonal imbalances and all of that. And, and we talked about some interesting things. Uh, one point that she made was that the body will always triage, meaning if you are stressed out, the body is going to do whatever it takes to make sure your basic functioning is happening, even if it compromises your hormones or uh, your gut function or whatever it is. So we talk all about that. We talk about how stress affects the gut lining and so much more. A cool phrase we came up with is punishment versus nourishment. So you got to listen to learn more about whatever that means. Enjoy this episode. Hello, Stephanie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Jill, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yes, me too. And we have we have a lot in common in our background, sort of. Well, we have the we have our nutrition yes. certification in common, I should say. <laughs> I want to start off today. You mentioned that you have a hormone story. And I think the words you used were a crazy hormone story. So <laughs> well, it was crazy for me because I went through it. So, so yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want to hear about that. I'm, I'm happy to share that. When I was in chiropractic school, it was very stressful. You know, I was going to school 40 hours a week. At the time I was studying and seeing through my board exams And I was getting ready to graduate, move across the country, get married, buy a practice and start practice all within literally like a two week span. But I was coming up on all that and doing all the preparations for it. And at the time, my menstrual cycle was getting crazier and crazier. And for me, what crazy was, was I had extreme cramping, extreme pain before my cycle would start. And every single month I would have a migraine I would start with nausea, vomiting, literally not getting, being able to get out of bed. And then came the night sweats. I was having night sweats at 25 years old. Now, obviously we know this isn't normal. So I went to the gynecologist. He did lab work. Wow. You see me here. I'm doing air quotes. He did lab work. And of course he said, everything looks good. <laughs> and I said, there's no way in hell this is normal. <laughs> he said, well, I can give you birth control or we can cut out some body parts. Well, being more holistically minded and in chiropractic school, neither of those options resonated or just felt right. And I'm like, this guy can't, this, this can't be the truth. Like what's going on here. So I'm so glad I was in chiropractic school because that made me research more and research more into the hormones and lab testing and all that good stuff. And what I realized was my doctor didn't do functional lab testing. So I had to figure that out first. I did some functional lab testing on myself Mm -hmm. And found out that I had high cortisol, high estrogen, low progesterone, and basically was a hot mess. So once I knew I was a hot mess, I had to figure out, well, how do I fix the hot mess? And that took me down a whole nother trail of learning about foods and herbs and changes in my lifestyle that I could take to help balance those hormones out. 
So within a year, I did a lot of hard work. And now I don't even know when my cycle is going to come. I have to calendar it out at this point. So that was my hormone story. And Mm -hmm. the last 11 years in practice, even though I'm a chiropractor, I don't adjust like a lot of chiropractors do. I really just focus on the clinical nutrition side of things, helping women with hormone balance, adrenal fatigue, digestive disorders, and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm here today, Jill. Yeah. So. Wow. And you were so young. It was a journey, but worth it. Yeah. Like what you're describing sounds to me like what a lot of women experience in their 40s, you know, that that high cortisol, low progesterone may or may not have high estrogen, right? Depending. That's so interesting that you were so young. And I I know you were obviously going through a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. but there may be some, I wonder if you ever explored, like if there's a genetic thing or was there some other environmental thing that that you think caused it at that age? Probably my now ex-husband. (laughs) okay environmental the next husband (laughs) he was my environmental he was my environmental stressor at the time i think it was just a culmination of everything and 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 i was very much a very type a person where i just go 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 i was also working 20 hours a week there was just so many factors that i think built upon the other and things yeah. that I didn't think about as, as a child, you know, I started eating better, but it wasn't organic. So, you know, being exposed to more pesticides, um, as a kid, mm-hmm. I drank milk all the time, you know, that was, had the hormones in them. So I think it was just a whole bunch of just different things that created some of the challenges that I had. And, and I'm in my mid forties yeah. now, and I can definitely tell you, I feel much better overall now than I, than I did at that time period of my life for sure. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Like, it's good. It's nice to hear that. It's hopeful, you know, that, that you can actually sort of reverse time in in certain ways, you know, with your health. I think that's huge because so many patients go to the doctor and they're told, oh, you're just aging. This is a part of aging, you know, having brain fog and fatigue at 35 or 39. No, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. (laughs) Hallelujah to that. And also, I found it interesting that you said um, it's either birth control or remove body parts. Like, that is literally the scenario, right? Whether you're 25, 35, Mm -hmm. 45, 55 even, right? 65 even, who knows, right? Like, the way that I describe it, I don't know if you would agree with this when when we talk about birth control, because I have two daughters, I have a 17-year-old, 21-year-old daughter. So, like, you know, they are interested in birth control. And I'm like, well, birth control basically takes over. Like it just, it says to your body, nope, nope, we got this. You just stop. You're not in charge anymore. We are. And I don't think people realize the degree that birth control really just takes over the system. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with that. And you're right. Um, the way that I explain it to patients, because I, I think we need to be even more pushing that, that, that fact, because I do see so many women that are coming off birth control or their cycles aren't regular or they feel crappy afterwards or they're trying to get pregnant. Now they can't. And the way that I explain it, which has resonated really well is while you're taking birth control, you know, before birth control, you've got so many different parts that are talking to each other. You know, your ovaries, your adrenals, your hypothalamus and your pituitary in your brain, even your thyroid and liver are all involved in that, I call it the dance, the monthly Uh dance. And basically when you take birth control, you're basically telling everybody to shut up. (laughs) And sometimes if we tell everybody to shut up long enough, they don't start talking together when we want them to. Right. So at that point, 
a lot of times I have to do really specific things nutritionally to just start that communication back and forth again. Yeah. But yeah, I wholeheartedly agree um, with you on that. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I love, love, love the way you put that. And I'm, I think I'm going to, um, use that on my children because I, I have yeah thank you <laughs> uh, and anybody listening please but, if but you it makes are it, you know it makes it more profound too yes. and really you know describes all the systems that are involved so that I mean you know a lot of times it's not just you know we snap our fingers and everything's back to normal or even we take right. one supplement or you know it's, it's sometimes it's not that easy for a lot of people yeah and I'm yeah. seeing that more it's, and more as well it's systemic and I think like our bodies, and I think we just, our society kind of has trained us to view the inside of our bodies like a black box. Like we just, it's just all, you know, stuff goes in and stuff comes out and <laughs> hopefully it just kind of magic carries us through. And yeah. And like, you know, we figure it out somehow. Like, like I remember my brother who's a lot younger than me is my half brother. He said to me once when he was like 21 or something. And I was like in my forties, I was like, talking about nutrition and he was like he was like well i eat whatever i want and look at me and he's like strong and works out and buff and enter you know he was he went to west point like smart like high functioning individual in every area yeah. he's like i don't eat well at all and i'm like yeah because you're 20 you know like <laughs> things will start to break down eventually but you know that mentality right. of like oh it just figures itself out and honestly i can relate to that because i felt that way too until i was like in my late 30s i just thought i don't know i mean i know i'm supposed to like have vitamin c but like doesn't it just all figure itself out and then when you start to have things breaking down and you don't feel good that's when you start to go oh yeah. Oh, you know, so I, I love how you're kind of saying, you know, it's kind of opening up the black box for people. Now, let's kind of, who do you work with? Like, what kind of people would you work with? I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but like, what's important for us to know is I'm 52. There's a lot of women mm -hmm. listening who are going to be in their 40s and 50s, maybe 60s. Like, what do we need to look out for? And, and you and I have mentioned before we started recording about stress was one thing, but mm -hmm. What are the top things that we need to be careful of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know I that's think hard. Stress is probably, I mean, it depends on like what, which route do we want to go? You know, if we're aging, do we want to talk more on, you know, what do we do for, you know, more cognitive stuff? We've got bone health for women our age that we need to be mindful of hormones. But I think probably the biggest thing is stress because if we're stressed, that affects everything down, down that chain. Um, mm -hmm. The more stressed you are, you know, most people think of, oh, I'm just stressed, not a big deal, or work's been crazy. But you still need to be supporting those processes. Because like you said, uh, we, we can take the vitamins and they'll work themselves out. But it comes to the point, too, where we might pull all the stores we have in the body. Or if certain glands and systems are working harder, then we're going to draw more nutrition to those areas. Because the body, I always like to tell patients, too, the body will always triage. It doesn't care how much you weigh. It doesn't care what your hair and nails look like. Those are going to be the things that will, you know, you'll start seeing things first because the body is using the other nutrition, minerals and nutrients in your body to make sure that you're making hormones and you're breathing and your heart is beating. So it's going to do that. So if you're stressed, looking at the different nutrients or lifestyle things you can do to help with that. I know that if you are in a stressful work environment, home environment, you know, just doing something for yourself every single day to help bring it down. Because when the cortisol is high all the time, that's when we really get into detrimental issues with increases in blood pressure. It starts messing with your blood sugar. I mean, we, we know that if your cortisol is high, 
you're going to pop more estrogen into your body. You're going to raise your blood sugar, which then increases your insulin. It's going to suppress your thyroid gland. So there's so many things that are effective just with stress alone. And I'm sure you see that clinically as well when you work with people. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And and we were also talking earlier, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the connection between stress and, and digestive. Yes. And, then, and then, of course, digestion affects our hormones as well. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a the, the what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of scenario. <laughs> right. you know, do we have gut issues? And then we have when we have stress, it affects it more, or does the stress truly create the gut issues themselves? And, yeah. and we're not really sure about that yet, but what's interesting is clinically, I'm sure you've seen this as well, but clinically we've seen that patients under lots of stress will always say, well, my appetite's gone, I can't eat, I have an upset stomach. And we didn't clinically know or from a research perspective know why that was until just a couple of years ago. Um, but what they discovered is we have what's called heat shock proteins on the inside lining of the digestive system. And these are, for lot, to keep it simple, these, these proteins basically protect your gut lining. So imagine this, your gut lining, it's the same cells as your skin and it they turns over. So these cells die, should, you know, if, if we're working normally, should die every three to five days which is huge because that means every three to five days, you're getting a brand new gut lining, which is really important. But what they found is that the more stress you're under, the more cortisol you're producing, that goes from three to five days, maybe to one to two days. So you need a lot more nutrition, mm. a lot more support to, to help that process too. So looking at, you know, if you, if you do have some gut challenges and you also have some stress, you know, finding someone like myself or Jill that can really put you on a path to do really specific things to help with that, and like I said, there's a lot of lifestyle things we can do. Breathing meditation has been shown to lower stress. I mean, heck, even chiropractic adjustments have been shown to lower stress hormones right after an adjustment. Massage, mm. um, acupuncture, there's so many modalities that we can choose to help with this process as well. Yeah, wow. So that's, I think that's a really important thing to keep up. Because again, like to emphasize is, again, it's not a black box. Like right. shit's going on inside. <laughs> Sorry, I'll have a pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Exactly, pun intended. Um, But you know, it's it's not a black box, right? Like things are happening, and I think you bring up a really important point that a lot of people kind of aren't aware of. Honestly, is that your need for nutrition goes up. It's not just that Mm -hmm. you're utilizing maybe more, you know vitamins and minerals and those sorts of things, right, in in the process of your body coping with stress. But you're also increasing the need for those things. And also there's a whole a connection between maybe losing too much, right, and losing the minerals and stuff be, for various reasons connected to the adrenals, or maybe you're just sweating a lot or, you know, whatever it is, or you're sick. So it's complex, but I think it's important that people understand that stress is not just coming at you in, from one place. It's not just cortisol. It's like right. all of these other things, which of course cortisol affects, but there are a lot of other things that are happening that the way I like to think, because we our practice or our business really specializes in losing weight for the last time. Like that's mm-hmm. that's our goal is you are going to lose weight in a way that's permanent. And how do you do that? Well, certainly not by quick fixes, right? Or just taking a bunch of pills. Like it's a very holistic, long-term, gradual approach. But the thing is that if you have extra body fat or you have digestive issues or you have skin issues or you have prediabetes or whatever it is that's going on, 
the body has to heal. Yeah. The body has to heal. And so it's a healing process. And if you think about the healing process, you need extra stuff coming in. You can't just do the multi and, you know, close your eyes and cross, you know, cross your fingers and hope for the best. Like, it's not going to happen. So anyway, sorry. I don't know why I'm getting a, a, no, off no, on a no, tangent I, here no, about I that. No, I that more. <laughs> and, and, and so many products that we see on the market too aren't, aren't even at therapeutic doses. So people are uh-huh. thinking, you know, trying to do your best. And I do commend you, you know, that are out there like, okay, let me go to the store and try to find things. But so many of these things aren't even therapeutic doses or, or in the right amounts for what you specifically need. And yeah. that's truly important too, because, you know, in all honesty, we could also treat supplements like drugs too, you know, if, yes. if you, a good example is if you're constipated, I can give you enough vitamin C or enough magnesium to poop yourself. But have I fixed why we have the constipation issues? No. <laughs> so, right. So right. it also, once again, that goes back to the quick fix versus the, the true healing that takes place. And yeah, my practice is all about really getting truly down to the root cause or the I call it lowest common denominator and kind of build up from there. So if the foundation of the house mm. is not good, it is going to crumble. You can have as much pretty marble in there and glass work and stained glass and everything else. But if the foundation isn't laid appropriately, that can only last for so long. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I just was I remembering that you had mentioned through our communication about detox as well. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring that up because maybe you could talk a little bit about how, well, first of all, detox is something that's thrown around like yeah, it's such you a know. buzzword these days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there's definitely, you know, some people will fast and think it's a detox. And and unfortunately, most people are so, in America, are so nutrient deficient that mm-hmm. I don't ever recommend long-term fast because you need so much nutrition to push those pathways of detox through the liver, through the kidneys, everything else. And when you fast too much and too long without having those stores, then you start having negative effects. I mean, I remember one patient, we, we had gotten her rid of her hot flashes. She was feeling great, no brain fog, no energy. And she did a 21-day fast with her church. And guess what came back? All of the hot flashes well, you oh, know, while we yeah. were still working together. So I was like, okay, see the correlation there? So it really is making sure, you know, with some of these nutrients that we have in our body, we, can, we have five to 10 years of storage. So once again, that's also why I think disease processes or, or you know, chronic conditions take sometimes a while to manifest itself in an outward way, because we're drawing on these reserves we built up as we were younger, teens, 20s. And sure. I think that's also a point to your West Point brother that, okay, you keep keep pulling your stores, eventually, eventually you'll hit the wall. Right. So a lot of work that I'm doing with patients is one, symptom control, because obviously I totally get it. If you don't feel well, I want you to feel your best as quickly as we can. And then from there, rebuilding and restoring basically the nutrients in your body. Yeah, I, I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that you brought up about the the fasting and the detox. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people have really slick and, and expensive marketing campaigns right. and their marketing, like you said, you know, these products that don't have the nutrients, but also just marketing something that's really not appropriate at all. And the word that always comes to mind for me is punishing. There's a lot of punishment, mm-hmm. like work out really hard. Like you got to do H hit or H I I T. I just say that in case people don't know what hit is, you know, high intensity interval training, work out really hard five days a week. You know, there is a company out there. I'm not going to name any names that that's their whole thing is just hit Mm -hmm. 
five days a week or three days a week. And it's like most people cannot handle all that stress in their body. Or right. do the extreme restriction dieting, again, punishing, or I'm just not going to eat. I'm just not going to eat, you know, like it's so punishing. And I think like all the stress that we're exposed to chronically in our lives, we don't need any more punishing. Like I take it <laughs> out like, <Absolutely. laughs> like the exact opposite approach. Uh, my, my approach is nourish first. Nourish yourself first, which it sounds like, you know, what you're saying too, like, don't go and try to detox if you don't have the basic tools to right. facilitate yeah. pro proper detoxification, you know? And even, and even to put on top of that with the whole exercise thing, you know, especially women, women that are already hormonally depleted or have hormone excess or have adrenal issues, if they try to do those things, they generally don't do well because- I never recommend that. We don't even talk about exercise or working out at least for a few months when I start working with mm -hmm. the patient because I see very tired and fatigued women. You know, if you're tired and fatigued and don't have the energy stores to barely get through your day, guess what? You don't have the energy stores to go work out too. So I generally let them tell me how good their energy is and that they're, they're getting more motivated because they have extra energy to go do things. Right. So I, I guess I would like to say to the listener too, if you feel like you can't do it or you're not there, that's okay. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're in this society pushing all these things, just like you said, like, oh, we have to do it this way. We have to do it that way. You have to do HIT. I definitely don't recommend even HIT training or those high intensity trainings for my adrenal fatigue patients because it's, it's too much. So until yeah. that system is healed, we want very low impact. You know, I do want you moving and, and walking for the lymphatic drainage and all the other benefits from exercise and activity. Sure. But if you push it too hard, then you get that rebound effect. So... I'm yeah, always trying to, yeah. to monitor that with people. And also we could even take it even further too with the whole physiological part of things and the psychological part of things. If you think you have to do that and then you don't, you feel bad, that creates another stressor. I mean, Candace Pert wrote, right. it was a while ago, uh, but she wrote a fantastic book called The Molecules of Emotion. And in that book, she outlines how you think and how you feel. Those thoughts turn into physiological changes in your body, which is fascinating. Yeah. I, I talk about that all the time, like, especially in this podcast, <laughs> that's like such an area of interest to me, the psychology. And also, you know, the example that I like to use is a goosebumps, mm -hmm. you know, for people to understand that you could be watching a movie or you could see a scene or whatever. And, and you get goosebumps. I, I get goosebumps a lot on this podcast. I, like somebody says something I'm like, damn, that was good. I get goosebumps, you know, that is to me a very approachable, right? Easy to understand example of yeah. like, it's immediate. That's not chemical. That's electrical. Like the, the, yeah. uh, the way our body, every cell, our toes, our little tiny pinky toes, right? Every part of your body is responding to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredible. And it's, it's exciting and empowering, honestly, but you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand that, especially if they're struggling, like they're doing a lot and they feel like they're not making headway, you know, taking the supplements, eating better, walking, but they're not making headway. It's like, well, there's this thing here called your mind or your brain or both, you know, that's like influencing everything that's going on in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's why too, it's good not to from a clinical perspective, throw too much at someone at the first go, you know, go round or the first few yeah. visits. I, I'm always building upon what I'm doing with a patient from the last visit. I always tell my patients too, that I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for progress with them because yeah. 
perfection is not attainable for any of us. We're all going right. to, you know, have a day or not feel well or, you know, whatever might come, come up for them, but just looking for progress. Is what yeah. Searching yeah, for. for sure. So I, I just wanted to bring, do you work with bioidentical hormones? Um, I'm, like I can't prescribe them. Uh-huh. So I'm not a prescriber, but I do have patients that have them. So I help them manage them. And my whole point too with patients is let's get your body. What I found clinically is if we can get your body to work better, then you don't need as much or what you do take will be more effectively utilized in this, in your body. So yeah. I'm generally coming in, doing the foundational principles, working with the, the adrenal glands and trying to assist the body's own creation, because that myth out there that we don't make hormones after a certain age is baloney. We should be able to make all the hormones we need for our entire lives. That's how we are designed. But we don't a lot of times due to stress or other issues. And yeah, I help support that process. So whether they are on them or need to get on them or are saying, hey, these aren't really working well for me. Why not? Or how do I come off of them? I I help with all those different aspects with the hormones. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I always use the example of like the person who, because people will say, well, I I tried the hormones, but they didn't work or they made me worse. And I'm like, well, that's because you're just trying to dump something in that the the environment hasn't been taken care of, right? You're just dumping something in. Or like the concept a lot of people will do is that they get diagnosed with type one, type two diabetes, and they start taking metformin and they continue to eat the same way. And then eventually they get on insulin (laughs) and (laughs) yeah, they have to increase their insulin because, and it's like, well, no medications can only help you or external things, you know, exogenous hormones, whatever it is, medications, they, they, they can only help you so far. And even vaccines, there's a lot of research around how just you know, taking care of your body, even with COVID, they found that, right? Like people who had adequate levels of vitamin D respond better to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this thing that you do and then you don't have to do anything else. It's not like a magical, right. <laughs> like a fairy godmother comes and like taps her wand and now you're cured. It's like, it's a, it's a, just another tool that you use, but yeah, the environment has to be supportive of that tool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it's environment, and it's an, another piece that is not discussed a lot. Is I'll I'll have women just like you said that are on hormones, and they'll say this isn't working for me, or I'm feeling worse. And so I always do a deep dive into what they're taking, how much they're taking, and in, in and in what form. Because mm-hmm. one thing that I think yeah. the doctors aren't really mentioning to them is they'll say, "Okay, you're low in estrogen. Here's an estrogen pill that they yeah. swallow." And what we know too is if you swallow the pill and it has to go through your digestive system, it's not guaranteed to stay estrogen. So it can turn into testosterone. It can turn into a few other things. So just helping them to guide and manage them on, well, maybe let's ask the doctor if they can put it in this format instead. So we make sure it stays estrogen or, you know, those are the kind of conversations that most people wouldn't know because they they don't have to know. So they're trusting the doctors or the prescribing physicians to get it right and, if they only offer one option, they might not have success with that. So I also yeah. help with that. Yeah. And also the detox, because that was why I brought this up was I was going to ask you about the detox connection, because we know, I don't know what labs you use. Um, I work with a nurse practitioner up here and she uses mm-hmm. the Dutch test and, you know, just seeing how when people do, even if they're taking bioidentical hormones, like you got to make sure it's going down the right pathway and you're, you know, you're absolutely and, you know, relating that to the gut as well. I don't know if you have any comments about that, because I think that's important for people yeah, yeah. to understand. Yeah. And I use um, combination Dutch saliva so mm-hmm. we can kind of see it in in 
functionally and then metabolized. Right. Which is nice. But for sure, when we look at putting something in, your body needs to do something with it. And the liver is integral in processing your female hormones. And if your liver is not working at its best, or if it's focusing on something else, you know, sometimes it's maybe you eat poorly, maybe you're on 10 other medications. So the liver Mm -hmm. has to once again, triage what it's going to handle. And after those hormones go through the liver, then the gut has to be healthy because there's some bacteria that if they're in the gut, it'll kind of recirculate and just kick it back into the body. So a lot of times we get these recirculated hormones that build, build, build in your system. And also too, so that's kind of the gut side of things. We can also talk about the fat cell Mm -hmm. kind of things too, because we Mm -hmm. store a lot of estrogens in our fat cells. We also store a lot of toxins in our fat cells. And because most of the toxins in our environment today are are lipotrophic, meaning fat, fat loving, they want to hang out in the fat cells. And a lot of times we can't boot out the estrogen or even shrink the fat cells until we boot out the toxins because the body kind of, that's how it's triaged the toxins with the fat cells and the estrogen together. So, you know, it's kind of looking at everything as a whole to see, you know, out of all these things that it could be, what's most appropriate for you. And that's where we start. But yeah, detoxing and, and doing a true metabolic detox or true metabolic cleanse has been so helpful with releasing estrogen, helping to create that estrogen progesterone balance, of course, helping with just releasing the toxins in the fat cells and flushing those out. So a lot of times I do start many patients with something like that to begin with, because there's so many of us that, that aren't toxic these days. I mean, and even if you're doing well, it doesn't matter. I do because, them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do it too. And it's still amazing how much better I feel when I go through it. Um, but yeah, just yeah. with all the environmental stuff, the, the glyphosate, you know, the, the, if you if you don't know what glyphosate is, that's Roundup that we put in the environment. I mean, they've tested it just now in our air that we breathe and it's now in the rainwater. So even if we're doing well, we still need to support these pathways, especially as women. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's a very common thing. Like, cause we, you know, I said, we specialize in sustainable weight loss and a lot of times we'll see that it could be insulin resistance, right? People who have, who struggle to lose body fat, right? It could be insulin resistant. Usually it's a, a combination of things, but sometimes one really stands out. You know, like I have a woman I was working with, she was like, I can't lose weight, I can't lose weight. And then I said, well, can you ask your doctor for a fasting insulin? And it was 38. And so for people who are listening, well, yeah. you know, the well, the normal range is probably two to 20, depending on the lab, but yeah. I like it to be like two or three. Um, hers was 38. You know, she doesn't have type two. As a matter of fact, her hemoglobin A1C, because most doctors will come in, and I know you know this. I'm just sharing this with people who listen. Most doctors will just test the blood sugar and maybe the hemoglobin A1C. And mm-hmm. it could be normal for like years and years and years. Yeah. And that's what it was with this woman. Her hemoglobin A1C was like 5.2, which is good. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see that, right? And she's like in her low 50s. And then the insulin 38. So this is an example of sort of this hidden insulin resistance that's brewing. That was obvious because she had a hard time losing body fat, but the doctor never suggested that, right. you know? So, so that's a big one, but also this thing, what you're talking about of the difficulty in just too many toxins in the body and the not flowing mm-hmm. out. I've seen that so many times with people where they just have to do like the good metabolic detox yeah periodically, pretty frequently, actually, to kind of just keep things moving. And the medical, the regular medical, you know, like you said, when you went to the doctor and you were 25, I'm sure they were never thinking about you doing a metabolic detox, you know, it's crazy that this stuff isn't more standardized. 
but there are people like us who can who can help with that, of course. But absolutely, it's just, there are a lot of people who don't have access to it as well, you know. So it's it's messed up. <laughs> I know we should be, you know, we should be in the forefront on being able to be on everybody's insurance and everything else because we save so much money. You know, I can't tell you how many patients I've saved in gallbladder surgeries yeah. and female hormone surgeries and endometriosis yeah. and fibroid surgeries. It's been yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And then years. if you extend it off, which you kind of mentioned, and I know we have to wrap it up, but just the a whole thing around like bone health, you know, yeah. uh, osteoporosis, uh, dementia, like how important our hormones are for this. So there, the, the prevention is like huge. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's, a, it's an entire lifetime. If someone comes to you and they're, if she's 40 years old, you're talking about 40 or 50 years of, you know, healthier living. So yeah. it's it's really valuable. And I want to just say also for people listening, Stephanie and I have a CNS certification and Stephanie has other board certifications for nutrition as well. The CNS, Certified Nutrition Specialist, is a pretty high level certification. And there are nutritionists out there who can do, you know, with a CNS, who can do a lot. I mean, we really have a lot of training and I don't know, I just think it's cool. Like, I feel like I'm just making a plug for the CNS right now for some re for whatever reason, because I think there's a, in our uh, world, and I'm sure you hear about this, Stephanie, there are, there are RDs, registered dietitians, and then there are people like mm -hmm. us who are CNSs and the world needs both, but people don't necessarily know the difference. A lot of people have had bad experiences with what they think is a nutritionist, but is actually an RD, like in a right. hospital setting or something, you know. Well, we also have people that just sell multi-level marketing companies, too, that say they're nutritionists. So we, we definitely, yes. <laughs> we have the whole gamut out there. And and yes, if you're looking for a, a clinician to help, definitely do the research. See, I always ask my patients, because I always do a phone call, a free phone call before I will even accept a patient, because it's yeah. very important to me to make sure that my philosophy on how they want to heal is the same as theirs. Because if they Absolutely. just want, you know, medications and not to put in any effort or to change themselves, we're not a good fit because one, I can't prescribe them drugs. And, and two, my goal is to help people heal naturally. So if they're not on board with that, then we're already not a good fit. So ask that question. What's the person's philosophy on healing? And, you know, make sure it's a good fit. Look at the, the certifications, see how long they've been in clinical practice. It's not to say that someone that just came out can't do stuff, but I can tell you now that the level of service I give being 20 years in practice is so much different than when I just mm -hmm. graduated. So just yeah. looking at all those yeah. things, I think, and just going with your gut because one person you're going to really resonate with and you're like, that's my person, whoever that, you yeah. know, whoever that may be. Yeah. And there's, there's also uh, the mindset piece too. Like I actually know a lot of CNS practitioners who honestly I would not refer to because of their personalities. <laughs> Sorry. They're really, really smart. Like I'm so impressed by how smart they are and their knowledge level is like way, way out of the, off the charts. But I would be honestly, like, I don't want to really want to refer because I don't know, especially for me, like around what I do. Um, but I think, you know, the whole hormonal thing, like working with women in their forties and fifties and sixties, like as women, we get beaten down a lot. And like the last thing you need yeah. is some nutritionist yelling at you that you can't eat this or that. I was on, a, I did a, a panel like last week or something. And there was one woman, she was like a not fully like trained, like we are. She had like a 
certificate, not a certification. And uh, she was a writer, more of a writer. And she said, someone asked about sugar. How do I stop eating sugar? And she said, well, you just stop. It's really bad for you. You know, and she listed off all the things that were bad. And I came in and I was like, well, actually, it's really hard to stop sugar. Like, yeah. Thinking like, be nice well, to people. Clearly she hasn't like, seen the research where they gave rats a choice of heroin or sugar and they always pick sugar. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of my friends actually was doing the research for that and he was floored. It was like they had a choice of cocaine, heroin or sugar and they would always hit the bar for sugar. So, yeah. Crazy. We, we Crazy. Had to, we have to lead with grace, I think. Yes. And kindness and compassion and self-care. Yes. You know, I, I call it like a self-care perspective. You know, like it's yeah. being kind, like going back to what we were talking about before, like punishment versus like nourishment, you know, and and um, I'm going to write that down. Punishment versus nourishment. That's <laughs> the first time one. I've ever said I'm still, that. I'm still in that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it it's all connected in that way. And I think, you again, like if you're looking for someone, look for someone who's just kind and understanding and like understands that it's hard. It's not easy. None of this is easy. Anybody who makes it sound like it is, I wouldn't trust them, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, I will be blunt with patients and give them some tough love when needed, but it's always without judgment. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah, like, absolutely. I say this with love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, this has been amazing, Stephanie. I really enjoyed talking to you. I appreciate your time. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having this platform so we can share what we do and get it out there. Because for all the, the women out there thinking there is no hope, Jill and I are here to tell you that there are people like us that can give that hope and really help you heal from the inside out. So thank you for the opportunity, Jill. I really, really appreciate it today. Thank you so much for listening to that episode with Dr. Stephanie Zugragin. Dr. Z, or Stephanie, is a chiropractor. She has an MS in nutrition. She's a CNS and a CCN. Uh, so lots of credentials there. And uh, she has her practice, which, as we talk about, mostly is focusing on overall health. So the nutrition and of functional medicine type practice of nutrition. You can reach out to her. And she has a couple of different offices, not just in Atlanta, Georgia, but also in Charleston, South Carolina. So if you are in Georgia or South Carolina and you are in need of support nutritionally, holistic health, hormones, all of the things we talked about, digestive health, uh, definitely reach out to Stephanie. And we will put the link to her website in the show notes. Also, she has a giveaway. It's called Detox Your Morning Routine, your quick start guide to balancing your hormones naturally. And that's a freebie that's valued at $20 that she gives away, will be giving away to you. So that, that will be in the show notes, the link for that, and then also the link for her website. And uh, I really appreciate Stephanie for uh, coming and chatting with me. It's a lot of fun to speak with another nutritionist. And as I mentioned in the episode, we specialize in losing weight for the last time, permanent weight loss, sustainable practices that make it so that you can lose weight with ease and comfort, you know, really enjoy the process. And it's a healing process, right? It's a healing process that is going to make it so that 
as you heal, you lose weight naturally, and therefore it's totally sustainable, right? So really changing your lifestyle and nutrition practices. So if you are looking to lose weight for the last time, check us out. Our website is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N for with your nature. When you work and play with your nature, then things are much more sustainable and doable. So winweightloss.com. You can also check out our online community where we kind of hang out and chat and we do free lunch and learns every month and, and all of those things. So check us out. Those links will also be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.